This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. The host Mikey Bones, Capilo, and Rob Humphrey. What's happening, guys? Hey there. How's it going? You know what I got, Mikey? What? You know what I got? What do you got? An attitude of gratitude. Oh. <laughs> People are saying that on Twitter now. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Hashtag attitude of gratitude. And Amber said it on This Horror Life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well, you know what, You are a pro because you are perfect at setting things up even when you don't Uh-oh. know where they're coming from. Horror <laughs> court. The what both we... of you. The <laughs> both is of this you. about Terrifier too? This is about everything. One and oh, two boy. of you. Both of you. The both of you. Okay. You can't horror court us for everything. Oh, yes, I can. Yeah, absolutely. I can. Yes. Damn near everything. Uh, this is our life. Usually a great show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Always a great show. Always, Always. a great show. Always Fantastic. a great show. Except for this week. And you know what? I, the this best... week had some pleasant surprises. Yeah. Yeah. It sure fucking did. <laughs> the, the biggest of all surprises. And Greg was shocked. I, I, camp counselor Greg. Um, uh, what, what the hell is this? To act um, Darth Gregor on TikTok. Go. Yeah. You guys want to go check him out? Go check him out. Uh, I, I was in his live today, which he does every Saturday night, and I told him this, and he couldn't believe he was astounded. Like he had Amber stop what she was doing to tell him. I told him he was the least of the problems. Like I'm least mad at him. He could not. <laughs> he was floored. You take that back. His number one pick was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. You are right, Cat. You're right, but. <laughs> I expect it from Greg. Bodies, bodies, bodies was on his list. And again, and again, I expect it from Greg. That's worse than anything what, Rob uh, or I did. What did I do that was so bad? What don't you do? Specifically here, I'll, I'll let you know. But in general, you do everything. <laughs> let, let's start. Neither one of you had Terrifier 2 anywhere near your fucking list. The, out of the three of you. Did None you yet. think that that was going to be on my list? It was on my honorable mentions. But it's not. I didn't. I didn't remember being on your honorable mentions. All, but that's not good enough, Cat. Come on now. <laughs> you knew I wasn't going to have that movie on my list. I thought maybe you would have did the right thing. If we had gone to twenty, it was on my list. But we did ten. I <laughs> it, I ran out of spaces. Again, out of the three of your screen, five was on any of your your list. honorable mentions. Sure, but what the fuck, man? If we'd gone to 20, but we didn't. We had 10. If we'd gone to 20, 5 Cream would have made my list. 
this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. And I, I just, I don't know what you guys are doing over there and what's in the water. I had to make room for Studio 666. Right. That was going to be my point. Studio 666 made the fucking list, but not Scream. But come that on. That movie is great. <laughs> that is an atrocity right there. Studio 666 was awesome. I, I don't even know. I was so upset with the whole situation. I listened to it today. And another thing, too. Uh, Greg, by the way, he did, he pissed me off. Don't get me wrong. He, he did piss me off quite a few times. Uh, a couple of things he did. I noticed he chuckled when Giallo was brought up. Didn't appreciate that. Um, <laughs> also, he, he, he said about Texas Chainsaw, like you guys mentioned, was his number one movie from 2023. I, I guess I should have prefixed that. 2022. Uh, that's the show that Robin Cat and, and Greg did going through, you know, 2022 movies, their favorite, top 10. Oh, yeah, top 10 favorites, yeah. Yeah. And uh, as everybody can imagine, if they listen to our Hot Take episode with Greg, Greg enjoys Texas Chainsaw very much. His explanation was, the story, was their story, was the story great? No. But I love the killing of all the people. Greg. Yeah. How yeah. dare you the way you shit on Terrifier 2 for their story it's, it's literally they killed people way better in Terrifier 2 than Texas Chainsaw by billions of miles here's the difference is that I I saw his point a little bit in that I really wanted the people from Texas Chainsaw Massacre to die I wanted it oh, to yeah. be over I wanted to see them get it violently <laughs> like I you don't get I, points for that. I mean, the character's well, no, so bad. I, but that was his point, though, was that he uh. wanted to see them die, and it made him happy when they died. And that is something, that is something that Texas Chainsaw Massacre had that Terrifier Two really didn't have because I didn't want those people to die for the most part. Because, it's because they're better written and it's right. a better movie. But yeah. I wasn't as happy when they died, even though the kills were way better. Uh, and that, I'd rather watch it again. <laughs> but but the the actors being better and the writing being better gives you points elsewhere where Greg is... I, he had nerve saying that. And then, uh, He had some nerve, but it did kind of make me understand for a minute why uh, someone might like that movie. <laughs> uh, They're wrong, but, I, you know... Hey, Mikey, you need to calm down now. You gotta eat some I can't. And then Rob goes, uh, uh, what did, um, I, I forget verbatim what you said, but you hope, uh, oh, Greg said that he hoped that he didn't sour you guys and he will be invited back. Mm -hmm. You're going to invite Greg. You, you had this whole ban on me, but Greg, with all <laughs> the things he said, mm -hmm. how does he get away with all that? He said some crazy things, but he didn't make me watch the Psycho remake. Also. <laughs> And to be fair, we didn't say that Greg could come back on. Greg said he hoped he could come back on. You can say that as much as you want, Mikey. <laughs> That's true, but Rob didn't yell at him for it like he does to me. <laughs> like, he should have been yelled at and told no immediately. My God. Th those are my grievances. You guys, I, at, for Terrifier 2 and Scream Not Beyond the List, some of the crap that you had on there, I'm just, I'm, I'm what? an atrocity. What? 
Okay, Rob had Studio 666, which is very funny to me. I'm glad it was there. Why is that funny? It's an entertaining movie. (laughs) What on my top 10 could have been moved? For Terrifier 2. Nothing. I don't remember your entire list. (laughs) It's not best. It wasn't the best movies list. It was our favorites. And Studio 666 was a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm glad it was on your list. It was fun. It it brought some uh, color to the the list. Because nobody else picked it. Brown color is (laughs) shit. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's on there in Scream 5. That's all I'm saying. And Terrifier 2. Oh, yeah. Scream 5 and Terrifier 2 weren't as fun as Studio 666. What I'm saying. Mindy. Mindy. We got we got we got Mindy on this in, in Scream. I do really like Mindy. If we were ranking characters, uh, Mindy would have been on my top ten. Studio six 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 didn't have Mindy. Whatever the hell the movie was. No, but he did have John Carpenter. It's not always good. <laughs> He shows no. up in a cameo role. No, no. Same. I, 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 I was I had too much Greg today. Like you guys really, <laughs> really pissed me off. Yeah, like I was I was complaining to you while watching it in our group today. I know. Rob didn't say a word. No, he just let you complain. Hey Mikey, you need to calm down now. You gotta eat some gabagool. We're not at Gabagooly Mystery Corner yet. I know, but that's my favorite. When I run out of Gabagooly Mystery Corner things, we're just going to play that every week, (laughs) once a week. I'm looking forward to hearing it then. That means it's empty. (laughs) It's saved on my phone. (laughs) I need it. Can I download the video that Mikey sent me of Amber today? No. I'm sure you can. I don't know. If I can figure out how to do it, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not even real sure how I ended up with this on my phone, but I have it now. I don't want to lose that. Because you sent it in the Discord. I know, and then I went and saved it from the Discord onto my phone somehow. I thought you got it on your phone. Wow, you... Why'd you have to do that publicly? <laughs> because I, I... Well, I tried to send it in our private Twitter yeah. chat thing, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. I don't think you can do an audio file in Twitter. So then I was like, well, how else am I going to get this to him? And then I was like, oh, the Discord. You have my email and my phone number. <laughs> the only way you could have figured out. Like, what? Oh, yeah, I forgot I had your phone number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and the Discord was more fun. Cat, right. uh, before we move on, Cat, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's when you were sick or whatever. Did you see when I was sending Rob voice messages to his phone? No, I missed it. Uh, yeah, I was sending him. I was texting him voice clips. I forgot I could do that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. He said he was going to block me. <laughs> he will, too. Yeah, trust me. I know. His <laughs> last text to me was, I'm blocking your number. And I stopped before I pushed my luck. <laughs> so you might already be blocked. You Holy don't know. Shit, I might be blocked. I don't know. I, you know I don't remember. Okay. Um. All right. So that that's my hardcore. Do you guys see any validity? Is there any room? Anything? No. No. Nothing? No. I'm just going to be unheard here. It's just what it is. It, well, hmm. if it had been top movies, you'd still be wrong, but you would have a case. You you can't tell anyone that their favorite movie should have been Terrifier 2 or their 10th favorite movie 
Yes, I can. Or five I cream. I, I think I can do that. That's, that's kind of how, I don't know. If if you absolutely must, you can horror court Greg, I guess. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it would be your best chance. It's been it, it's become exhausting horror courting Greg because you know. <laughs> it's favorites. It's hard to horror court favorites. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I guess I'm not blocked. Oh, <laughs> I sent him a clip saying "oi oi oi" to his phone. <laughs> this terrorism has to stop. I forgot. I was I was meaning to do that more often, and I just no. forgot about it. Uh, You're getting blocked. Yeah, I figured by the end of the month I'll probably be blocked. All right, drink roll call because we got news to get into. Uh, we have a, we have a, an interesting pick this week, guys. The Rob pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a Rob pick, right? No, no. Although I uh, confession, I thought I was picking a different movie. I am excited to talk about that because I also thought this was a different movie. <laughs> I was really surprised when I turned it on. It's like, yeah. this is not what I thought we were watching. Yeah, I started watching it and I was like, this isn't the movie that I meant, but all right, I like this one too. So, but we'll get there. Any chance? I think I was thinking about Burnt Offerings. No, I was thinking of Madman. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll get to it. Uh, drink roll call. I mean, no secret. I'm hard Mountain Dew drunk. Going on uh, with that, huh? Yeah, drinking the straight Mountain Dew flavor. I mean, this zero sugar thing really kills these. Honestly, if I just bought Mountain Dew and dumped vodka in it, it would taste better. <laughs> Why don't you just do that? Because I got like 12 of these fucking things I got to oh, drink. Yeah. But going forward. That, that yeah, no, I'm not going to buy these again. I mean, oh, okay. it's just... If they weren't zero sugar, if it was just regular Mountain Dew with alcohol in it, it would be awesome. But they, for some reason, decided to do this zero sugar thing, and it just doesn't work. Are you sure there's not a version of it with zero sugar and a version regular? No, I went to their website, and it all says uh, zero sugar. That sucks. Because I had that I thought, too. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, well, not a fan. That's what you get, though. That's what you get. Shame on you. Yeah. Guys, we, we might have to boycott Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent on board. You guys are both <laughs> kiss my ass. Matt, what are you drinking? I'm, uh, I'm drinking Seagram's Escapes. I ended up with a whole bunch of these in the house, so this is pretty much what I'm drinking for what the, the month. I think. Uh, it's a, it's strawberry, raspberry, blueberry, and blackberry flavors of okay. some kind. Okay. It is a malt beverage. <laughs> Wow, that, that it's a wine good. cooler. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it can put all the labels on it that it wants. It's it's just a wine cooler. Wow, am I allowed to drink that? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Why? Too many berries. You're not. You're not a woman, and you're not in high school. So I'm not allowed to drink berries. <laughs> no. I shouldn't even have to. Why do I even have to tell you this? <laughs> the berries are good. All right. You know what? Fuck you, man. Speaking of things I can't drink, I am drinking what has been labeled uh -oh. by IR Chris on Twitter as Mikey Juice. Oh, for oh no. <laughs> which is Sunny D and pink lemonade smearing vodka. <sighs> it's back. And it has Great. a name. Terrific. How do you feel that this has been branded? I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. You should be embarrassed. Absolutely not. It has this your is... name on it. Yeah. This Are we delicious. gonna have to try these? 
Did oh, you put God. an umbrella in it? I, if I had an umbrella, I would absolutely. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I would put an umbrella in it and one of those little LED strip things. Oh, God damn it. I would do that in a heartbeat. Cat, please try it. I'm I'm tempted to, um, especially now that it has a name. I don't love that the name is Mikey Juice, if I'm being honest, but listen. I was going to say to you, go get you some Mikey Juice, but I thought, <laughs> and I didn't like how it sounded either, so I didn't say it. But yeah, I'm not the, it's not my idea. <laughs> Chris came up with it. Maybe Chris will rename it, but no one Oh, Chris, I doubt it. Yeah, it's going to stay now. Uh, the The dangerous thing with this stuff is, the acidity, I think, from the Sunny D and just the Sunny D of the Sunny D mm. masks the liquor incredible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might be talking about the Warrens a little bit throughout this movie. Very good. <laughs> yeah, so, Rob, go get you some Nike juice, man. No. No, thank you. We have. I have to, Cat, one day come up with a bet with Rob that he has to try Mikey juice. That would be, I, I think that's an interesting bet punishment. That is a bet. Rob, if you come up with something for me reasonable, we should make a bet on something. All right, we'll, we'll think of something, maybe. That'd be a nice twist on drink roll call. I'll follow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all come to this show with one good drink and one bad drink. And like, <laughs> hey, now, I got a good drink. See what I... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't doubt it's good. I just... Don't understand why a grown man is drinking it. Because it's delicious. It's magically mm. delicious. I don't know. Anyway, you're impossible. Um, you guys want to get into the news? Yeah. All right. Boy, do I. Hmm. It's time to hump the news with Rob. He's not a genius. Uh, can I start the news? Sure. Oh, I'm excited the about the news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited slash bitter about the news. Uh, tomorrow, HBO is coming out with the first episode of The Last of Us, which I'm really, really excited for. Unfortunately for me, I thought all of the episodes were going to be coming to streaming, which is not the case. Uh, we have to wait every week, uh, which I hate. I don't like waiting for things. Uh, <laughs> I the especially like on streaming services. This is, is it also thing. airing on HBO? Yeah, which mm, I did that. not know. Yeah, they do uh, that. I thought it was like airing. a limited series that yeah. was coming to streaming, and then I found out it's taking the place of um. It's taking the House of the Dragon slot while House mm -hmm. of the Dragon is off. Uh, so it's, yeah, so uh, it is on HBO. If you have that, you can watch it uh, one week at a time like a chump. Um, <laughs> but also, I also found out it's only nine episodes. Like, we're not even getting a full ten episode season. And I'm sad. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't really care about that show. I'm excited. It's got Pedro Pascal in it, Rob. Yeah, but the, it's not going to be... I mean, the, the video games are great. It's not going to be I, that good. It's not going to be as good as the game, but I think it's going to be good. Pat, I, I don't mean to sound like a Rob here or anything, but you know, you, you were disowning your generation not too long ago about something. <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> episodic television 
is really becoming a thing of the past, isn't it? Yeah. You guys really get pissed off about that nowadays. I I don't always, but it feels different for streaming services, which and, and like fair. Rob said, I kind of understand because it's also going to be on HBO, like the channel. Right. But I it is hard when you get your hopes up to have like the mm -hmm. whole thing because like i i kind of rearranged my week so that i could take the day off tomorrow and watch it and then it's like it's just an hour long because i'm only getting the one yeah no that they um sucks. they do the same thing with secession and the righteous gemstones too um oh. because they air on hbo so it's just once a week on the streaming service so, I mean, there are some things I'm okay waiting for, but like, it is disappointing when you get your hopes up. I mean, you can also always just wait and just watch it all at once once it's done. It's gonna get spoiled. Yeah. There's no way I can make it for nine weeks without anyone telling me something. I mean, that's that's usually what I do with the Righteous Gemstones, but that doesn't get spoiled usually. Secession, you can't. I can't fucking wait. People spoil the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Alright, fair. That, that, that's fair. That's fair. That How is House of the Dragons, Matt? Bad. <laughs> like, wow, really? Yeah. Is that public uh, opinion, too? Yeah. Seems to be. Uh, well, no, I. It, the public opinion is a little bit more mixed. I did see okay. a lot of defense of it, um, mm. but the, the ratings do not corroborate the defense <laughs> that I've seen for it. I think it's, like, a very loud minority sticking up for House of the Dragon. Um... No, but it was not good. It's not good television. <laughs> I heard that Lord of the Rings thing sucks too. It does. I yeah. I'm gonna finish it. Uh, cause I did hear that it gets better, but the first few episodes are rough. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know there was a Lord of the Rings thing. What the I think it's on like they Amazon spent or something. Like a billion dollars, like a on that show. Let it die. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is over. Nothing. How many movies were there? Like fucking nice. A lot. Too many. <laughs> Six and they were all three hours. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. They were doing it before Marvel. Then, god damn. Yeah. And I, the only thing I took away from them was fuck Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> I've never watched a Lord of the Rings movie in my life. You're worse than Rob. What never. the hell? <laughs> I've never watched Lord of the Rings. I've never watched Harry Potter. Never. Not one. Or Star Wars. I, I kind of have to agree with you. Star Wars just reels you in and then breaks your heart. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never watched any of them. Star Wars um, good. Well, the original trilogy is Yeah, good. I mean, that's what I'm keep, talking about. Yeah. yeah I, no, no, I mean, other bullshit. I don't... I don't just never watched it. Uh, Alright, next up for the news. Uh, this is just something quick. Elvira is getting a Monster High collection. But yeah, uh, yeah, she's gonna have a limited edition doll, and uh, I know none of us are gonna be running out to get this, and no. I, I doubt any of our list, many of our listeners, uh, will be interested. But fucking, it's Elvira, dude. That thing looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does look cool. What the fuck is Monster High though? They're like a a doll. My daughter was into Monster High when she was like, we just collect little figures and dolls and uh -huh. stuff. Yeah. Um. No. So anybody want to go over to Bloody Disgusting or I would imagine Monster High's website, whatever that may or may not be. Uh, oh, Mattel. Okay, go over to Mattel. Uh, there's mm. also... Oh, Rob, are you getting this? this is, you no. no. <laughs> I, it looks cool. I mean, uh, you know, but I uh, know. It does look <laughs> cool, but... 
you're a figure guy. No, not Monster High figures. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, he's a mecha snob. I see. Uh-huh. I see. I met this guy. He has like fucking two hundred of them, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And I told him that's why I won't get one. I know. That's what happens. Yeah. But I have. I did buy one. I bought that thing figure, and I haven't bought another. So. I'm doing pretty good. I, yeah. I'm going to start bringing them up more on the show now. Actually, there was one I passed up on. I almost bought a couple because they have them at like Target and stuff. And there was a um, a Michael Myers there from like uh, the Halloween 2018 that I liked. Yeah. I was looking at it awful hard, but they only have one of them, and the box was all fucked up. Well, some people say that was the best in the franchise. So. One one people one person. <laughs> one people. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. You know what? Screw you then. Uh. Here. New edition, live edition to the news. Neca unwraps an ultimate Rider <laughs> Frankenstein action figure. Rob, what do you think about that? Did you send it? it? Okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah, sent it in the group. Fucking Elon. All right. Um. <laughs> now hold on though. Yeah, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Everybody yeah. go over to Bloody Disgusting. You listen. I didn't like it. Yeah, and it has the wrap too. Mm-hmm. Like a mummy. Yeah. I do like that. You get it. I might. The thing about though with the Universal things is, a lot of them they've done in black and white, and those I think look cool. Yeah. Mm. This one's not in black and white, but I do like it. Seven inches. Just saying. Oh, yeah, it says here a black and white version will also be released. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm i not saying I'm not going to get more. I'm saying I haven't bought any since. That's all. Well, I want to be the reason to buy it. Well, and right now, trust me, my bank account ain't going to let me buy them no matter what you put up. <laughs> my bank account is pissed at me. I bought some records. Uh oh. There's an animated Velma series coming out, guys. No. 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 Okay. No. I, I, <laughs> no? Why not? Just, no. I don't want to talk about the animated Velma series. Okay. Why? What's, I'm glad what? you know about it. It's an adult <laughs> series. What is that? It's adult. time with Velma? <laughs> it's, it's adult humor. And I want you guys to really focus on the quotation marks around the word humor. Okay. <laughs> it's an adult humor series that takes place in a high school, so it's very creepy and weird. It's suggestive cartoons of high school girls, and it's I don't like it. I don't like the humor. It doesn't land. It's weird and creepy, and it feels very much like Mindy Kaling pitched a different show, and then they made her put in Scooby-Doo characters so that they would be able to sell it. Is, uh, it's weird and uncomfortable and not funny or adult. Is somebody I, fucking them cartoon? I, I, listen, I don't know what the animators are up to, but like, mm, <laughs> I think someone on staff, potentially Mindy Kaling, wanted yeah. to fuck some cartoons. I, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I mean, that's how you're making it sound. That's kind of the vibe that I got. I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't watch a full episode. I don't intend to go back. Uh, Uncomfortable, weird. How do you find a cartoon? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Mindy Kaling. <laughs> oh, 
I don't like it. Thank God there's no puppet. Uh, oh damn! This I didn't know this was. This is my first time hearing about this. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know if it was a thing either. I seen Velma was like trending on Twitter left and right recently. I didn't know anything like this was going on. Maybe this was part of why I, I did see why. Uh, but yeah, it, it it's out already. It was out on January twelfth. HBO Max. HBO really decided that I was gonna like this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, didn't know that. That's kind of um, weird that they would do that. Marketing sometimes just. You know, <laughs> it's not always the way to go. No. Like, let's let's stop being assholes. Come on. Uh, that, that really, you know, that, you just killed my vibe, cat. Not not that you Sorry. did it on purpose. That's what they did. I but I was looking forward to it, kinda. Velma killed my vibe a little bit. That's fucked up. Man. Felt so uncomfortable watching that show. It's like, oh god. And there's, like, that weird... Because the humor also, it's, like, very... I, I don't know if it was trying to be meta, but there are, like, more references to being against woke culture than any show I've ever seen. And I don't know if it, like... I, I don't know... I don't know what it's doing. Because it's, like, who is the show made for? <laughs> like, are people still complaining about this out in the wild? Did it think it was too woke already and now it has to like make fun right, of itself? Yeah. Like I don't know what vibe they're going for. It's it's weird. That is strange and bizarre. I uh, don't like Vilma. <laughs> well, I love Scooby Doo, which is why I was like, oh shit, okay, cool. And yeah, I guess that's fucking I don't know what they did. Alright, um, moving on from that. I just sent you guys uh, a picture in our group chat. I will explain to our listeners what it is shortly, but I want to know if you know what that is. I have no idea what this is. Rob, do you know what that oh, is? Oh, wait, is it? Oh, okay. I'm of still trying to figure out, is. like, what is it, Rob? That's a, that's a bull man with his chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> his name's not bull man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, that image was taken from an article on Bloody Disgusting called Kill Her Goats trailer. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Kane Hodder yep. <laughs> plays a new slasher goat man yep. in this horror movie. Uh, I'm going to watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Really? You have to, right? No. How are you not going to watch the Killer Goat Man movie, Mikey? Easily. Do you even like horror it. movies? I love horror movies. I'm not going to watch a fucking goat man. It's stupid. And, and it's called Kill Her Goats? Come on. <laughs> no, no. I, honestly, okay. If we're if we're to take Kane Hodder at at what he says he is and the level he claims to be at, and all, and, and most people of the horror community claim he's at, why is he Goatman? Because it's awesome. Cat, do, do you agree? With, I know you're in for this movie. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, I'm I in for the movie. I'm well aware, <laughs> but. Yeah, do you at least agree with that portion of it where Kat, uh, uh, Kane Hodder should not be playing Goatman? N no. I think... Uh, well, hear me out, though. I think okay. Kane Hodder is at a point in his career where he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I'm assuming that no one pressured him into playing Goatman. If it was his decision, I have to respect it. A paycheck is a paycheck, first of all. Absolutely. And secondly, Kane Hodder is the only one amongst us who's ever twisted off a human being. Okay, now hold on a second. I, I, the the Mikey juice 
is just fucking everything up. I didn't even have that fucking thing ready. But now, oh, no. since, I, I can't believe it. I, 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 we literally have Kane. I played that when it had nothing to do with Kane Hodder at all whatsoever. And the one time it does, I don't have it queued up and ready. But uh, we don't see Robert England taking dumbass roles like this. Robert England's been in some shit movies. True. But most of them were post Freddy Krueger, uh, pre Freddy Krueger. No, he's done a lot no. of stuff post Freddy Krueger that's shitty Wait, too. Like, yeah. No, oh, come hold on, on. Man. I take it back. Uh, I because I like all of his bad movies. I think so. I'm, it's fine. I have. I like Choose or Die. That I like Zombies versus character. Strippers. <laughs> okay, hold on. But Zombies versus Strippers. <laughs> correct me. Was that pre Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't think so. Uh, was it? I don't know. I got his filmography right here. Let's go. Okay. So he did A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, and followed that up with 976 Evil. And then he And then he did Chud 2, Bud the Chud. No regrets. Chud was <laughs> a big title, though. And then he did A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Okay. And then he was in The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, starring Andrew Dice Clay. Yikes. Is that a horror movie? No. But still, he was in it. Uh, and then he did uh, The Final Nightmare, uh, New Nightmare, and then he was in something called Killer Tongue. Well, that just sounds great. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Strippers vs. Werewolves was 2012. Oh, that was, wait, Freddy vs. Jason's 2003. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was in, um, let's see. Jack Brooks Monster Slayer Zombie Strippers and These are all post Friday the 13th Strippers versus Werewolves The Mole Man of Belmont Avenue Okay but he wasn't he wasn't Goat Man though Like I okay like I don't know I just I think I think coming from me Kane Hodder is above Goat That's all I'm mm. saying yeah. I mean, oh, we haven't seen the movie. Maybe Bo Goatman's badass. Shouldn't he have involved into, like, you know... Like, honestly, and th this is not because he's a friend of mine, Damien Maffei is above Kane Hodder's level to me. Damien Maffei is more selective, I think, about his movies, which yeah. is working yeah. for him in a different way. Although, critically, and Damien, big fan of yours, uh, but... Yeah. but Goatman almost has to be better than Prey at Night, right? <laughs> it's Goatman. <laughs> and, and, and also, Damien would have made an excellent Goatman. I have no doubt. Yeah. Oh, Damien absolutely. Would love to do it. I know. And, and also, I'm, I'm sure Damien would not approve of me saying that, which, you know, that's just how I feel. So I, yeah, I, I doubt he will take any offense to anyone taking Kane Hodder's side or anything. I don't know. I feel like you're looking at Goatman like it's a terrible, stupid role, Mikey, whereas. Yes. I think it sounds awesome. No, I, I, so, I don't you know. think he should be doing that. That's just me. That's just me. But you know what? None of that even fucking matters because, I mean. Just, again, shows the power twisting somebody's you know, till it comes off. That takes some strength. Believe me, I've tried it. It's not easy to twist somebody's off. And the human is much more resilient than you think it is. And heavier, the, the 
is a heavy piece when you hold it in your hands. Um, every time. Man. It's, a heavy piece. it's the heavier thing. That, that is the, yeah. It brings it all home so well. Uh, um, Alright, feel how you feel about it. It's, it's fine, but um, yeah, I just fuck Kane Hodder thinks what I'd say. He's getting paid bank for that thing. Uh, another Kane Hodder piece of, of news. Oh, also Damien Maffei tied in, kind of, sort of. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Gun Media, they released something called a mocap video mm-hmm. where yeah. um, they're working on their, their game, upcoming game, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they stop in the middle of all that to, to interview Kane Hodder. So just, you know, letting everybody know that that's out there. A lot of people have been jumping on that, and uh, he talks about a lot of stuff, and uh, I guess it was pretty cool to see them sit down with Kane. When's the game coming out? Do we know? We don't know. Okay. Can't wait. All right. Yeah. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yes, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. It's a Fathoms event. I know you oh, guys yeah. know about it. Uh, Can't wait. I got to see the trailer uh, before Skinnamarink. It was very exciting. I'm jealous. I, I didn't see it. I don't know if I... I yeah, I've seen a trailer for it. Looking forward to this one. I have too, unfortunately. Oh, I unfortunately also saw the Evil Dead Rise trailer, and I'm more excited for Evil Dead Rise. But you were right; it showed me way too much. Right, way too much. That much. Right. Although the director says that's not, it doesn't show enough, or it doesn't give anything away. I'm glad. I hope. So I, hope I mean, maybe, maybe, but I feel like it shows too much. Yeah, it's more than I wanted to see, but I had a really tough time looking away because it looks awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Blood and honey, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm not. Well. Uh okay, something really I I I am blown away by this. Crystal Lake. The mm-hmm. television series prequel that mm-hmm. everybody's been talking about has been worked on for Peacock. Kevin Williamson and Adrian King involved. Yeah. So That's it sounds cool. like Kevin Williamson's gonna write an episode. An episode. That's what I read. Okay. Uh, I, don't, Ad- I don't know. Adrian King is supposed to have a recurring role. Mm. And apparently Brian Fuller pitched four seasons, but so far they've only picked up one. That's fair. Yeah. Why don't they just pick up two going forward? Cause well, every... we'll see how it does. I mean, you know. Yeah, but they always get a second because people are curious enough. Look, Chucky got a second. Yeah. And- I'm well, not... Chucky was good, though. Like, right. everyone really liked that. But the ratings are going to be so good. People are going to be so curious. You know, they're always going to get a second. It's that third one that's a bitch to get. Yeah, Usually. we'll see. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I mean, I hope Kevin Williamson writes more than just one episode, but I'm pretty sure the article that I read said he was writing an episode. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I also hope that it gets a second season. I hope it's good. Um... Everything I've heard about it has given me confidence so far, I think. Yeah. And bringing back Adrian King is a, a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a genius touch. I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I, I don't even know what the... I don't know how they're going to do this fucking show. So, you know, I'm down <laughs> for whatever. I mean, I have no idea what to, to expect from the show. The only thing... Like, there's so many promising things coming out about this. The only thing that's not promising is what it's fucking about. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Like this, yeah. Yeah, this is so important and people just are blindly mm-hmm. myself included 
gonna go for it. It's been so long since we've had anything new Friday the 13th. You right. know what I mean? I mean, official. We've had a lot of fan films and stuff, but yeah. like something that's officially Friday the 13th. So I don't know. Um, We'll see. It's not going to have Jason. I know. It's, it's, I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be weird. Like, as excited as we're getting, like, we have to remember. Like, hey, we can get caught up in all the fucking Kevin Williams Slim and, and all that. We can get caught up in all that all we want. It's not gonna have Jason. Yeah. So they That's better true. really bring it. Um, all right, last piece of news that I have to talk about is there is uh, something called Revenge Arc. Some <laughs> book that's coming out in Crazy. the craziness. What? Have you I heard know. about that, Rob? No, we don't talk about books. We don't talk about books. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the author's pretty cool. Uh, you haven't heard about Revenge Arc, Rob? No, why would I know about a book? I don't know. It's a novella written by some lady named Cat Valor. Oh, oh, Cat, you should sue her for taking your name. <laughs> I, yeah, that's my plan. Cat, that uh, that's I'm, a, the... I'm a little late on it. We were we took off a week and then fucking you know what's going on with that, man? Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's a novella. Uh, it, actually, technically, I learned. Um, it's because it's a found file novella, and we're doing all of the formatting true to source, which means it's going to look like screen caps, uh, like taken from the actual websites and stuff, mm. uh, which I did not know we were going to be able to do. I think that technically makes it a graphic novel in like oh. the loosest sense of the word. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's coming out this August. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It means I get to go do cool author stuff. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Rob, uh, I forget who brought it up on Twitter, but they said we might have to interview Cat. I believe it was IR Chris. Yeah. <laughs> interview Cat. Yeah, yeah. For, about, about how she's writing a, a My book. Yeah. All right. Got a book. That'll be fun. One day it's gonna be a movie. <laughs> there you oh. go. Probably not. And you'll no. be you'll be ahead of that curve. We'll be on the Could ground floor of this, man. She'll give us yeah. all the fucking inside information she's not supposed to talk about, but she can talk about it now. That's true. I've been really right. bad. I've been like giving like I've been leaking images all over the place. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Let's get cat in trouble, Rob. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Does what? anyone want to see what a fake Reddit page looks like? I've got some. <laughs> And then gonna... they'll look at it and they'll be like, what is this? And I'll be like, oh, spoiler warning. <laughs> Whoops. So give us a little synopsis of this, Kat. What, what, what's the story going in here? Uh, so the story, it's uh, it follows the it follows a comic book writer. Uh, and she is uh, she she writes this very controversial web comic. And then it starts happening in real life. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it's all taken, it's all found file, uh, so it, it kind of follows some of the online controversy, theorizing about how involved she is, and uh, what's going on behind the scenes with the killer, so. Okay. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, I'm very pleased with the press that's been uh, doing all the formatting to make it look like actual, you know reddit and discord and twitter pages and stuff because i did not know how to do any of that on my own <laughs> that's funny that's awesome rob are you gonna treat cat nicely when we interview i might have to cat's a big famous author now <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think he says that. Look how we treated poor Arthur Clown. She's, su she's super rich. <laughs> oh, boy. No. <laughs> not yet. I'm not allowed to start selling books yet. You're going to buy Jeffrey Dahmer's <laughs> house on your own. We're all going to move in there together. <laughs> if this book does well enough. <laughs> that is fun. I, I've been saying this for a lot of things, uh, but if I make enough money <laughs> uh, from this book, if I can sell, I oh god, I'd have to sell. If I sell like a million copies of this book, I'll buy Jeffrey Dahmer's house. <laughs> Rob, well, congratulations, is... Cat. That's cool news. Thank you. That was recorded too. We can hold you legally to a verbal contract <laughs> if you do sell it. But... Yeah. Uh, Listen, that'll be. I, I don't think I'll ever have been so happy to eat my words as selling a million <laughs> yeah, copies right. of my book and owning Jeffrey Dahmer's house. That that seems like a fair trade. You could turn it into like a little writer's haven. Uh, that's probably what I would do with it, to be honest. Right, slash museum. And Rob will live in the basement. <laughs> I'll um, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, well that's all I have for this. Uh, my last little bit of news. This this pales in comparison to the news before it. Yeah, are you gonna um, when you, are you gonna come here to Charleston on your book tour? Maybe. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I know I get to meet Grady Hendrix, I might schedule my book tour around him. I don't think he lives here so anymore. I, have an I think excuse, he so. I think he lives in New York now. Dang it. But I might I go look... to New York, because uh, he... the fact that this is technically a graphic novel means I'm legally allowed to sell it at Comic Con. Nobody oh. can stop me. <laughs> Ooh, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, that's the here one I'm come. trying to get into. <laughs> yeah, here we come. <laughs> we. Rob, Rob, yeah, we. <laughs> yeah. Rob's going to be my uh, booth babe for <laughs> San yeah. Diego Comic-Con. Right. You got to wear by. sexy outfits, Rob. I'll be, the, I'll be, are you kidding me? Stream bikini, baby. Stop on by. You <laughs> cannot wear Crocs, though. Is the, <laughs> that's the one rule. <laughs> Someone will come up for Cat to sign their book and they'll be like, well, why is that guy wearing that fucking butt bikini? Like, he would have wore Crocs if it was one of the other. We're better off. <laughs> What's your other piece of news, Catwoman? Oh, yeah, totally pales in comparison. Uh, but I did try the new, the George Romero Dead Sled. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. It might be my all-time favorite coffee. Really? Ever. It is wow. so good. That's impressive. Okay. Yeah, I did not think it was going to outdo the Robert England, but and I am thinking about having like a side by side taste test. Um, but yeah, the George Romero stuff is really tasty. Yeah, he dead sled K cups. <laughs> Catch it. Just get one of the things. Just get a little French press. What? No, I'm not gonna French press. If you buy a French press, I swear to God. A grown man should not run a French press. Anything called French press. What? No, French press, they're they're great. No. Go ahead and buy one, Rob. I'm more likely to get one of those things where a cat's got like a Bunsen burner or whatever the fuck. <laughs> the one you gotta hook up to the propane tank? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, shit. I thought about getting one of those, those little ones, but I don't know. That just seems like work. Like the whole point of getting the Keurig with the K-Cups is so I don't have to fuck with it. I know, but a French press, you can leave it on the shelf. You only take it out when you want nice coffee. No, it's, I'm not. I was going to get one of those K-cups where you can put your own coffee in it. Oh, well, yeah. that kind of defeats the point of having nice coffee, doesn't it? You're still running it through a Keurig. Get I a like French my press. Keurig. 
And and also, but it, but it defeats the point of having a Keurig because now I got to do extra work. The whole point of having the Keurig is I open it. It allows put the... you to have nicer coffee sometimes. No, I don't Spooky need nice Romero coffee. coffee. I just need coffee that works. <laughs> Please own a French press, Rob. Please own something called a French press. Um, all right. Well, that's it's it for the not news. any girlier than pink lemonade. It's not, and that's why I wanted to know. Right, right up there. Alright. Are we doing any gobbledygook crap or any of that? Oh, yeah, I've got a gobbledygook mystery corner for you. Right. Oh, maybe. Maybe I do. Maybe Twitter just freaked out on me a little bit. Everybody listening, this is uh, the segment on the show where our listeners anonymously send memes making fun of me for being Italian. Where we celebrate your heritage. Oh, yeah. Go, go to go to Gwen's live next week, Kat. He loves celebrating my heritage on that. Uh, I will say nothing has convinced me that I want TikTok more than the clip that you sent me of Greg and Amber today. It's the only reason I have. <laughs> literally. The only reason. This is a pretty good one. I like this one. I've never actually seen one of these in the wild, but uh, <laughs> I'll keep my eye out. Wild. I'm afraid to open this fucking thing. Alright. Let's see. <laughs> what the fuck? It's not even... <laughs> Is that a real bird? I think so. Please go up on Patreon. All the patrons can see them. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash radio. I feel like you get a better listening experience. Included in some of the, the, the jokes. This is uh, a bird. Perched on a piece of wood. With one paw or claw or talon. Whatever it is. Up. And he's like looking at it, clearly looking at the if his nails are. He's looking at his nails, <laughs> which I think are the talons. And it says an extremely rare Italian falcon with the capiche emoji. <laughs> it doesn't even look like that's what he's doing. It kind of does, <laughs> a little bit. A very little bit. I don't. Like I'll take that. it. No, that <laughs> that one's that one's on. That's a good one. Thumbs down to whoever sent that. I liked this one. Yeah, I like it. I like the animal ones, I think, is where I'm coming down on this. Uh, all right, well, then it's time for uh, Huckleberry Humphrey's Hillbilly Hoedown as well, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the segment where our listeners submit anonymously redneck memes for Rob to celebrate his move down south. And uh, here you go, guys. Oh. Well, that's customized. I like that. <laughs> and I'll be honest, if I could set that up, I'd probably do it. You'd be the biggest fucking redneck. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. It's so, okay. I don't even know how the fuck. Again, <laughs> trying Where to describe start? this shit. I don't even know. Uh, so, it's an old ass, like, flatbed truck with the bed raised up, right? And then there's a couch sitting on the ground, and then another two, couch. Two ab- by fours. Yeah, above <laughs> it with like two by fours is like the floor, and then another couch above that again with two by fours is the floor, and it says Hillbilly Humphreys Movie Theater. And there's another couch on the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. Three decker. Yeah, it's a it's a three deck movie theater. I mean, that's pretty sweet. 
not gonna lie. It's literally sofas attached to wood level. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got, uh, I mean, it's got some shade. It's got an awning. <laughs> yeah, there's an awning up top. Give it a little shade when you're there. It's, yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And, I mean, this photo, I mean, it looks like a real thing. Yeah. That someone did, which is impressive. But we talked about this. Like, the rednecks, say what you want about them. They will go 110% for something stupid. Oh, yeah. They did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assume this was at a car show. Um, this is the car behind it. Yeah, there's a nice, like, kind of classic car there. Right. Yeah. Could be, like, some type of a, like, it's also on, like, a farm or something. I don't know. It could be some type of a, a horse or bull or pig event. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea where the fuck this is. Yeah. Because there's a lot happening here. There is, like, a classic car beside it. But then, yeah, there's like a fence that makes you think of like horses, some sort of farm. And then a light post, which makes you think of like a public park. And what appears to be like a child's bike. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's, lot happening. There's in this a one. lot. As in, as in most redneck pictures, there's a lot. <laughs> a lot going on. I, I think they love when this guy comes by because it's like they get to sit on this. Like, this is. Yeah. I mean, they all look happy. Like, if you look at the faces, all except for that little girl sitting on the blue couch there, she looks kind of pissy. Why do they got the big guy all the way at the top? Yeah, I don't know. That's not smart. How like, the fuck do you get up there? I don't. I was thinking <laughs> There's no that steps. Too. Well, you got to climb that. So he might. Those might be the only ones that know how to get up there. Yeah, it might he be. He must have built it. Yeah. And like they'll they'll sit at the top because they built it and it's theirs and they get to sit up there. Yeah, because I don't see there's no steps. I don't see a ladder or anything. When I still think of that stuff. Mm. I guess you just stand on the couch and like. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I guess you could yeah. climb up there. That that's. I'm impressed. The old guy can do it. Yeah, there's an old like... <laughs> dude up top too. There's a big uh, up top. There's an old guy and a big guy. And you'd think that yeah, they they should be closer to the bottom. My story. They look pretty smug, though. <laughs> yeah. This is not the first time they've built something like this. I'm going to guess. No. no, these people, are they're from the South. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the old guy had one before, and his son made a better one. No, that could be. And you he's know? proud. They're showing off his son's accomplishments. Right, right. And, like, he's, yeah. it, it's like, you know, they, they did it together, probably, and, like, they're the ones to sit up there. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that could be. I would put the women and the children up there only because they're lighter, and I would mm -hmm. imagine if you know it's not gonna, it's less like that. I wouldn't want to sit under that big boy up there. Yeah, but he's the king of the mountain, so he gets the top. Right. That's that, what it is. That's the Archie Bunker sofa. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <laughs> fucking impressive, man. Fucking impressive. Got a whole frame around it too, going down to the bottom. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where this came from, but uh, thanks for customizing it too. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, my my anonymous send, senders are way better than the Copacabana Street Corner. You know, that's you're just challenging the listeners to come up with more customized Copacabana. I'm just saying, if they do it, then they're biters at this point, though. So go ahead and do it. <laughs> my people did it first. Doesn't get more customized than this. Hey, Mikey, you need to calm down. Now. You gotta eat some of You just did two. That's two. That counts as two. <laughs> I should get off next week. That one's customized. That's all I'm saying. 
Um, well, alright, that, that's that. Uh, I don't know how much longer the Huckleberry Humphrey thing is going. <laughs> They're not as dedicated in, in some areas, it would seem, as the Cobblebolly. Well, it takes longer to customize them. <laughs> yeah. Rob's going to spend more time in the South, and he's going to have to start putting together his own <laughs> Hillbilly Humphrey corner. <laughs> you keep having shitty movies, man. This is, might be your go. Hey, you could just tell people to leave because this is yours. Yeah, I could. I could. The fucking asshole with his medical emergency. <laughs> God forbid. Uh, all right, so that's that. That's the news. That's all that crap. Uh, we were going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with The Burning, 1981. Alright. Whose idea was this movie? Oh, Rob. You. Rob's yeah. Yeah. Um, what'd you do here? Okay, so well, <laughs> first of all, um uh thought I was picking Madman. But I'm okay with it because I like the burning too. So uh, you know, was whatever. this a rewatch for you? Had you already seen this yeah. also? Uh, yeah, I'd seen the burning. I, I own okay. this on Blu-ray. I just oh. uh, thought I was picking Madman. <laughs> <laughs> um well, yeah, so it's a, I like it. It's a it's a fun slasher. Like um, it, it it gets labeled a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff for obvious reasons. Um, they claim, however, they had started writing it before Friday the Thirteenth hit theaters. So I, Rob, I don't know. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, yeah, we'll get back around to that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm glad that this has already come up. The Friday right, it's an interesting movie. There's a lot to bring up about this movie. I'm. Also glad for that. I I took a couple notes. I don't have a lot to say about this one. Oh, I have some notes. Okay. I have some notes. Um but uh yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a fun goofy 80s early 80s slasher. Um so yeah, I'm not I, again, I thought I was picking Madman, but I'm not upset that I picked The Burning. It, it's a it's a good movie, but I'm guessing Mikey didn't like it from the way he's talking. Don't assume my stance. Um Yeah, this movie kind of sucked. <laughs> like right. much. Uh, I, I to counter what you're saying, and you know, label it Friday Thirteenth you want, whatever. I I really don't care. There's so many. Like, like we're going to talk about Sleepaway Camp too. You know, it, it right. is what it is. Uh, I'm not mad about that. My thing is the difference between stuff and 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 Sleepaway Camp. I enjoy very much. I'm not hating on Sleepaway Camp, but the reason I don't enjoy it as much as Friday Thirteenth. Uh, and and this movie right here, The Burning, is Friday the Thirteenth had a killer, uh, especially the second going forward, but even the first one, like you were interested, it was mysterious. You didn't know who the killer was, and you know it, the killer was the goal in all the movies. Nobody gives a shit about really any survivor, you know, uh, in the movie. Uh, the I feel like Sleepaway Camp and The Burning. The characters did a better job, but the reason we don't, at least me, I didn't like it as much is because the kills were lacking and the killer was lacking. And um, I think the killer lacked a lot here. Uh, Tom Savini worked on this. I love mm -hmm. Tom Savini. I, I don't feel like this was his best work in certain places, but I also feel like, you know, he, he was still very strong and he was Tom Savini. 
throughout the the majority with the effects. Uh, I don't know, man. We're gonna get to. This. We'll, I'll talk about some stuff later on that I just didn't like, and it just made me fucking weird. And uh, performances lacked, and story kind of lacked here and there, and I didn't like it very much. All right. Was this your first time watching it? Yes, first watch. Okay. Yeah, you've seen this before, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, and what well, like what was your sort of what's your sort of overall impression of the burning? Um, I I like the burning. It's one of those I had kind of forgotten. Oh, like I well, I had forgotten a lot of the details. I had forgotten some of the major premise as well. I'm kind of surprised at how much I liked it on the rewatch. Uh, cause I wasn't, when I realized what it was, it was like, oh, the burning. And then it, like, I put it on and it's like, it's, it was pretty decent. There was a, there were a lot more elements that I liked. Um, I was surprised to hear Mikey say that he felt the kills were lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause one of my few notes, I have like three notes <laughs> that I took. Uh, and one of them is that I thought the kills were really ambitious for this time period. Ambitious. Yes. Uh, I, I think they paid off. Uh, I did not know going in that this was a Savini film. I figured it out uh, before if <laughs> before too long. Like I didn't have to look it up because he, I you know, they were good. You know, mm-hmm. you could see like some of his tricks in there yeah. watching them. But like the first kill came around and I was like, oh, they're showing a lot for <laughs> like I there. Are, Friday the 13th movies that don't show this much blood coming out of a person. You know, there were like a lot of shots where you get to see the stab and then you get to see the blood like actually coming out of the body. And that was something that I felt uh not I'm not trying to throw Friday the 13th under the bus. It it was something that I think happened a lot throughout the 80s where you saw more blood coming like from off screen, you know? Mhm than you did like coming from people and i really appreciated that the burning like you see the full stab in all of these you know uh, see that and it worked for me i liked it you you're right about that Cal. but my my thing whether it was written or not before friday the 13th okay but they were able to see friday the 13th and sit there and say okay how do we do more how do we top that you know so uh, they did do more but I mean, they, they kind of had the blueprint and could build off that. You know, Friday the 13th, it was, I guess it was just easier to do stuff off camera, you know, and, you know, yeah, they went the extra mile, so I just don't think it always paid off doing it that way. Like, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Goddamn character names in this movie. Uh, I remember the dude's name. His name was... Because I... Noted it. Glazer, the fucking longer haired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The tough guy. Yeah, the tough guy, Glazer. Uh, when he <laughs> had his 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 astounding performance that he promised, it was going to be great. It's going to be so good. It's going to be good. <laughs> what was it, about two, three minutes, if even? <laughs> so after that, uh, he goes and, you know, comes back and and he he pulls the blanket down to the girl that's dead. That angle, like, where did he get stabbed from? It oh, looked like so. I will say, I so I really liked the way that the kills were framed in regards to 
bleeding in the movie. Like, I think that was done very well. I did not like the cinematography because, like, there are a lot of cutaways. uh, And I think that's one of the um, I, I think that's one of the scenes that you just mentioned, like where the cinematography was just like it was edited together very awkwardly. Yeah, the I, whole thing, yeah, cinematography, the fucking whoever's idea it was to come from that, like I, I don't know. Uh, Eddie had a really long neck when he died, like really long. Yes, you know, like there like, were little things like that that did kind of bother me. Yeah, and, and I don't really like I consider that a different department, I guess, than the special effects. That's Although fair. a lot of the complaints I had were during kills, uh. And yeah, Glazer, I I think was the worst one, maybe. Glazer, and then, uh, this is so dumb, (laughs) the shot of the helicopter really killed me, because it had, like, the helicopter sound, but you were looking at, like, the bottom part of the helicopter, and it was like, what is this shot? (laughs) Like, uh... And then I was like, well, maybe they didn't have the budget to get, like, a real helicopter, and they just had to, like, climb up with, like, a toy or something. Like, I was trying to figure it out, and as I was still, as it was going through my head, they cut to the ground to show you the actual helicopter, and I was like, oh, so they could have done it. They just chose to annoy me. Yeah, and and I don't know if you guys feel the same way I would like to know, but, I mean, you obviously not, you both enjoyed the kills, but... I feel if it's going to look like that in certain spots, I'd rather it be off screen. Yes or no? No. No, Rob. No, I didn't. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the kills. I I thought they were all well done. I'd say three quarters of them were well done. Yeah, yeah I mm. I think it's because for me it wasn't the like the kills were bad and needed to be done off screen. For me, it was. There was a consistent problem with cinematography that needed to be fixed. Uh, that was also a problem during the kills. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's I saw know. it as a separate thing. Yeah. Um, we can all agree that setting someone's cabin on fire is really the greatest prank of all time, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I will say it was it. It kicked things off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the setup. Yeah, the setup's good. The setup's good. It's um, so there's an extra layer of creepy that runs through this movie, um, in that it is the first film produced by Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Uh, it is uh, a screenplay by Bob Weinstein from a story by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that explains some of. <laughs> I put yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that, please, because I know it really, happened. really does. Watching it now. And knowing what we all know, it adds an extra layer of just really creepy, just disgustingness to the film, right? I mean, did it, everybody else feel that watching it this time? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. I Well, I felt it. I did not know who did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I put the two together because I noticed his name, too. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. I completely missed his name. Yeah. So... Yeah, this was the first film that they did, and uh, it is also apparently one of the little bits of trivia that I found. It is apparently the first instance of Harvey sexually assaulting a PA. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to have a little bit to say, and then I want to know what you got, because I want to set it up, because this bothered me, and I want both your opinions on it. Um, That scene with Eddie in the lake. Okay. I... 
I fucking hated that scene. Like, obviously, it it's was uncom- bad. <laughs> right. It was uncomfortable and, you know, didn't age well. I don't even know when it was ever. I guess it was appropriate. But, uh, whatever. It, it was performed and probably written. Like, I, I, I don't know whose fault. I think it's a bunch of people's faults at once. I, I don't like how they did it because the tone of it. I, I get what they were going for, where mm-hmm. um, Homegirl's supposed to be uncomfortable and she wants him to stop, and he won't. And he's being a fucking scumbag, and you know, get that out of my face, get the, whatever he said. I, I don't like that they made her so happy about it, and then all of a sudden, which, which is like, it, it's not the way it happened. Because like, hey, you know, girl changed her mind. Okay, cool. But she, the like, nothing happened for her to change her mind. Like he said, uh, where to go? In my notes. He said. You're not going to start that stuff again. She was perfectly fine, and he said that. It's like, why yeah. would you say that? You know, like, it's it's so out of place and uncomfortable. And I, I don't know. I feel like a scene like that uh, should have been performed a lot better. Like, she should have acted like she didn't want to do it from the beginning. You know, a little hesitancy, and then it grows, mm-hmm. like, you know, a performance, and I don't know. That just really annoyed me that it was there. I get the time, but it annoyed me even more how terribly they portrayed that whole thing from start to bottom. So I think part of that problem might have been, according to the director, the actress was all uh, gung-ho about doing the nude scenes until it became time to do the nude scene. And then she was extremely nervous about it. And I think that it may have affected her performance a little bit in it. Um, you know, as far as uh, Eddie's behavior, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm watching that and I'm going, oh, from the mind of Harvey Weinstein. Right. Right. Like, right. <laughs> right. Um, and I get that. Yeah. You know, I, I get that. But I don't know. I just wish that, like, if it, if the scene came out like that, someone involved should have said, oh, no, we have to do it again. Like, she didn't portray any type of hesitancy. And, you know, like he's playing his dick role. I, I don't know. I feel like it should have been performed better. And, you know, like, because I don't want it there anyway. So if it has to be there, at least make it make sense. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. I, it's yeah, just, the performances, I don't I don't think they're, the performances in this movie are not good. That scene was too heavy for something they were able to, to give, is I think the best yeah. way to put it. I think my problem with that, I mean... I had some different problems kind of with that scene in conjunction with the sleeping bag scene right. as well. Yeah. Because uh, at first, and this might also, it might play into it, the fact that the actress apparently was also uncomfortable. Because right. I didn't hate her arc as a character where it's like, because she had, they kind of foreshadowed it. Like she's yeah. having some hot and cold feelings for Eddie. Yeah. She's going back and forth. She doesn't know what she wants. And there's there's like a part of my brain that was like, I think it's kind of interesting to show that kind of indecisiveness in yes. a character in this kind of a context. But first of all, it like you said, it didn't play well. No. No. And also like I I pick on Friday the 13th. I I pick on like a lot of these older like a a lot of these classic slashers for kind of they give each character a thing you know they're like here's your personality trait you get one thing that you want to do you know 
I wish this movie had had a little bit of that. I'm going to try to pick on movies less for that <laughs> after seeing this. Because, like, it, that wasn't... Because I felt like all of the women's trait was kind of that they were a little bit indecisive about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I didn't love it. And it felt like... And I it kind of doubled down, like, on the scene with the sleeping bag. Because it was like, you could not tell what she actually... I, it wasn't just that she didn't know that what she wanted. It's that like we had no kind of context clues either. And at first, because I, I felt like he was really pressuring her, mm-hmm. and then she's like laughing and smiling and right. having a good time. And it's like this is a really weird. Look I don't know what's going on here, yes. and it made me kind of uncomfortable. I yeah, I agree with that. One of the notes that I do have though is that I and I, I in an odd way, I find the characters, and I guess actually what I mean by this is the male characters in this movie to be well-rounded as opposed to most slasher movies. In that, I think it worked better for the males. Yeah, I, because yeah. I do think that we see different sides of all, almost all of the, the guys in this movie, right? Like, um, yeah. now uh, I'm drunk. I can't remember the guy's name. We just said it. The Eddie? muscle, oh, the muscle guy. Yeah, yeah, Glazer. Like, we see him in a different... When we first meet that character, he's like a bully, right? He's picking up on uh, on that Alfred guy or whatever. The, yeah, it's all terrible. Oh. But, so he, but he's like, you know, he's supposed to be the bully asshole. But then we, we also see him having a good time with those guys. And we see him, like, we see different sides to all the men. Again, from the mind of Harvey Weinstein, all the women are the same. That's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But um, yeah, because I did, I I was surprised at how well rounded most of the male characters in this movie are, as opposed to most slasher films, where it is just one trait. You're the stoner. You're the jock. Yeah. You're the whatever. These guys all we do see different sides to to them. Um, surprisingly, but yeah, you're right. The women are all exactly the same, which is. You know they don't uh, they don't want to have sex and then they do, and then they <laughs> change their minds and so they're bitches, right? And yeah, like I mean I I can kind of see part of that because I mean they're stuck on a fucking little camp island whatever the hell they're doing with a bunch of you know horny asshole guys who just want to run around fucking up. So I get I get the the situation like, but but portray it properly. You know like it shouldn't be hot cold hot cold hot cold. It should be hot medium cold medium. You know, whatever way you're you're going after that, there should you should portray some type of uncomfort or something. I don't know. Didn't it, like I said, I think the scenes were too heavy for what those actors were able to to really give to us. Is the best yeah. way I can think of it. No, I agree. I I don't think any of the performances in this movie are particularly good. No. Um, but, um, the, the, when you you mentioned that they were all fucking around, like they shot each other with the gun thing and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when the when the three guys pulled their asses out, mm-hmm. uh, which was a great moment. Uh, the guy in the middle with the red shorts, you shouldn't put some somebody with no ass next to do like two dudes who have ass. <laughs> Did anybody else notice that? That's that a little bit mean. <laughs> he had no ass. Like he bent over and he didn't even have a crack. No, I didn't. I honestly did not notice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I do think that was a little bit uncalled for yeah because i I don't think i wouldn't i don't think i would have ever noticed except for all the asses were out (laughs) i was like ooh. i didn't need to see jason alexander's ass that's all i know 
I also, that was another thing. It took an embarrassingly long time for me to be able to put together who that was. I was like, where do I know this guy from? What I think is funny is that it's young Jason Alexander, but he still looks like he's 40. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was another thing. That was like one of my biggest problems with casting, not Jason Alexander specifically, but I had a tough time telling who was a counselor and who was a kid because everyone seemed approximately the same age to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Except for there was one girl in one of the scenes. This There was a girl who looks like she's about 10 who was sitting around smoking a cigarette. So I don't know. She just um, walked on set smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Jason Alexander was uh, around 22 years old when this was made. Dude looks 40. Um, yeah. Motherfucker, you at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I you know, it's... I don't know. I like... like so when they catch Alfred spying on the, the girl in the shower... Mm-hmm. And uh, the the one guy, I think his name was Todd, is like, uh, what are you trying to pull? And I was just like, I think we all know what Alfred's <laughs> trying to pull. <laughs> nice one, nice one. See, you use humor like that, and I don't have to bleep it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wanted to pull his. <laughs> that's one. That's one. For you. <laughs> that's one. See. I think I made a list. I did make a list. Ha, you got a tally now. <laughs> I made a file. Cat, you're clean so far. It's one and one with me and Rob. There's yeah. also the scene where the girl rejects Eddie and he's just like, Mamma Mia! Like he could not have been more Italian in that moment. <laughs> uh, can we talk about something? I would like a male opinion on this. Yes. Yeah. What are the chances that Eddie was gay? <laughs> Pretty high. Uh, because I don't think a man I've never I've never seen a straight man hug another man like that when they're looking at women like that was yeah. they were cuddled up too close. <laughs> man, I don't remember this. I it's like right at the beginning there are it, they first get to the camp and there are just like all of those shots like lingering on the different sexy outfits that the women are wearing. Oh, and yes. then it like yeah. it pans out and Eddie's just like clinging to this other guy and he's like yeah how do we feel about this and it's like i i he might literally have had to ask (laughs) like yeah yeah (laughs) no you're right it didn't occur to me when i saw that but you're right yeah i think i was still focused on the asses that they kept flashing in front of my face and there were like a couple other moments like that too um and i we already talked about it but i think uh the naked swimming thing was one of them where it was like i kind of wondered if he didn't ask if she was going to back out because he was thinking about backing out, <laughs> I'm not sure he would know what to do with a woman. Like, yeah. He just... Yeah. I feel like... Because uh, I, I noticed that in the scene, so I was like, damn, man, he's hanging on him a little... That, you're That's acceptable. You know, you come up behind one of your guy friends, fucking, you know, whatever. But you let go, you right? Let go. Right. There, there's a period of about 10... To maybe twenty seconds, if you're talking to him and telling him something real quick, and then like, mm-hmm. he was hanging around him, and they let go and they went back, and I'm like, "Well, come on." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, if I ever meet you, Mikey, I'm gonna hug you and never let go. Aw. <laughs> I will stab you. <laughs> stab- you have a let go point too, my friend. <laughs> it's a lot shorter than twenty seconds, especially the first one. That's bro hug at most. 
I, I do think that, um, unfortunately, the fade to red is not something we see very often in movies and maybe should be used more. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what are they doing? <laughs> uh, but then they did it like two or three times. You know, I, I, I felt like they, they tried to set up, they did a weird thing where they like, in a couple of scenes, they made it seem like they were trying to make us think Alfred was the killer. But there was no real reason for us to ever think that anyone other than Cropsy was the killer. <laughs> but they did a couple things like they just played ominous music and they would focus on Alfred's face and stuff. And I are they trying to make me think that? But I never there was no real reason for us to think it was anyone other than Cropsy. Did you guys not pick up on that at all? Yeah. No, I didn't pick up on that. I, I Well, I had noticed that they were doing something weird there. Like, but I didn't pick up. I I never thought that they were trying to make me think he was the killer. Because, again, it's obviously Cropsy. Right. I guess I just thought it was, like, maybe he was going to, I, I don't know. Maybe he was going to go confused. be confused pervert again or something? Yeah, yeah I, I thought I maybe know. that arc was going to pay off. Or maybe he was going to end up, like, encouraging Cropsy or something. Like, uh, no, like yeah, maybe he, he was, was going to like it. Or, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, I, I knew he wasn't doing the killings, because right, but I, it's, there was a setup. Like, <laughs> right, yeah, but it seemed like they were really trying to make us think that at, at a couple of different points in the movie. I don't know. I mean, the guy was spying on some woman in the shower. He's, he, in Harvey Weinstein's mind, he was probably the hero of this film. <laughs> also, that was I'm so glad that you brought this up, because I think we were really supposed to, uh, like, come around to liking him. Like, we were supposed to be like, oh, yeah. he's just misunderstood. We're supposed to like Alfred and be mad at Glazer. Mm -hmm. uh, the one really uncomfortable sleeping bag thing aside, Glazer was kind of my favorite. <laughs> like, Glazer, he was a slick dude. Saying. They they portrayed Glazer, like, as this weird tough guy kind of bully <laughs> at first. Yeah. But then as the movie goes on, he kind of, I really did kind of come around on him. Like, he's, you know, he was, he seemed like an okay guy. But everybody they had it pretty early because I think it was they were having the conversation about the rubbers mm -hmm. and he like insisted on having the lubed ones and I was like this guy knows what he's doing he did <laughs> ultimately yeah. uh, no but well like, I mean you know I on paper he knew something <laughs> <laughs> but see that and that was the when I brought up that but that bowling scene earlier I'm talking it was performed terribly like it that was like awful. It was awful. Like the dialogue, the everything, the t the whole thing sounded very bad. It was like an early seventies fucking mobster. I don't know what they were going for there. But that that was that was part of the problem. But also, he's bullying somebody who kind of deserved to be bullied. You know, yeah. like that took away from it. I was like, well, what is he? And yeah. then the the counselor is like mad at him. It's like. Well, yeah, every, it, it was weird that everyone did come to like kind of come to Alfred's defense, like all the guys yeah. in this movie really did. I mean, you had the counselor sort of yelling at Glazer and then yeah. um, and then you had Jason Alexander and those other guys were like, uh, you know, shooting Glazer in the ass with the thing <laughs> because he was, you know, bullying Alfred. And it's like though. it was funny, but it's <laughs> also like, you know, Alfred's kind of a fucking weirdo, right? Like. And that's the thing too. Like he's getting the shit into the stick while Alfred's being protected. Yeah. And, like the whole thing. I. I'm sorry, guys. I can't. That it. Every time they did something right, that took me out of it. And I was like, uh. And I couldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. Valid reason. 
No, it is. It is. Um, yeah. The score in this movie is terrible. Oh. It's yeah. so bad, and there's no reason it should be. I looked this up. This is Rick Wake, uh, Wakeman. Oh. Um, Rick Wakeman is was a member of the band Yes, and he also played on David Bowie's Space Oddity. He played on records with Elton John and Lou Reed. There's no reason that the score should be nearly as bad as it is. Like, yeah, why is the score bad? <laughs> I don't know. It's terrible, though. I Listen, I just thought it was like a bad score. I'm judging it a lot harsher now that I yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, this guy—they yeah, had this... people who could have done it well. What is happening? Yeah, this guy—they had money for this movie. I mean, it's not it not a. This had a, an estimated budget of one and a half million dollars oh, in boy. 1980. You know, or 81 is when it came out. So I'm guessing they shot it probably in 1980. One and a half million dollars goes a long way in 1980. You know, um, so they did have some money. That's that's for sure. Um, you know, I mean, they got Tom Savini, they got Rick Wakeman, um, but they just didn't. I don't know. The movie honestly should have been better, but I do still really like it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I still re I liked the kills. Yeah, it's um. One and a half million dollars is the equivalent of five point three million today. So I mean, that's a you know that's a budget. That's another thing too, though. To bring go back to what I was saying earlier, like you know all those kills that they, that I say all, but you know the kills that they weren't even like. I'm sorry if that kid's neck looks the way it does. <laughs> don't do it. You know they spent money on stuff that didn't look great, and you know stuff like that you sacrificed it elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could have been balanced. Like they, I'm sure, at that time, some of the shit they were doing was expensive, and they're paying Tom Savini to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, that's. I I don't like this fucking thing. I will say this is kind of a weird. This doesn't happen real often. It usually works the other way around. The more I talk about this movie, the yeah. less impressed I am with the stuff that I liked. And yeah. I, I don't think it's because that stuff gets less impressive. I think it's just one of those things where it's like talking about it out loud. I feel like I had a lot more nitpicky things than I realized while I was watching. I I think this movie is it's not it's not. I'm so brilliant. glad I saw it. Yeah, like, it, it's it's not brilliant, but I do like it. I mean, I I like it enough that I bought it on Blu-ray. You know, um, yeah, I, it doesn't. I think that the 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 basic story is solid, right? I mean, now it's like, well, yeah, killer at a camp. I mean, that's the most basic thing in the world. But then, wasn't quite as common, right? I mean, you had Friday the Thirteenth no. at that point. Um, so you know, but the setup is good in and everything. The I think setup the effects, is really good. I think the effects are good. The performances are bad. The score is awful. It's shot weird. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, um. So they're, you know, I, I think it's a decent early 80s slasher film. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It just wasn't. Another thing that they did was they fucking had the, uh, uh, um, at the, the scene with, the lake scene, when uh, the girl goes out of the lake and, you know, she's all pissed off at what's his name, and she's looking for her clothes, and they just, <laughs> they play this, like, creepy, ominous sound music as they're zooming in on clothes over and over and over yeah. again. I'm like, what are you That's kind of funny. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
I also really liked the context of the scene uh, where, like, she's looking for them because she looks around, like, this one little spot. Uh, she calls for them, and then she doesn't seem like... Oh. I, I, just the way that it's... And it, this might be a performance issue uh, more than a writing issue here, but it just... She seemed, like, almost like she was remembering putting her clothes into these branches and stuff. <laughs> but because we didn't see her take them off, like, we didn't see where she was in relation to the lake when she does this. So it's mm. like, did she put them there? Maybe. Did he move them? Like, what is happening? No one fucking knows, man. It was no weird. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? And... And yeah, because like when they were zooming in ominously on the clothes, it was like, are they zooming in there to show that he moved them, or like is he finding them there? Like what? I don't know. I mean, what? I took I took away that he had moved them. Yeah. But I don't know. And that's the thing is, I feel like we should maybe yeah, know. It's done badly. That's the assumption that I made, but I didn't feel real confident. Because it's the only way it really makes any kind of sense, right? If he scatters them to get her to follow the trail to come to where he is. It's still stupid. I get. I wish the cinematographer had been as smart as Cropsy. Right, yeah. And showing yeah. us that. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Okay, so the infamous scene, the one that everybody remembers from this movie is The Raft. Yes. Okay. Right? And it struck me this time watching it that this scene hinges on the fact that Cropsy took a canoe, laid down in it, and just floated on the lake and hoped that someone would come out there that he could murder. And, like, I mean, there's stuff like that, too, because it's... That's such a good scene. I'm glad mm -hmm. it was there, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> right, right. So now I just have in my head this picture of Cropsy just laying down at the bottom of this canoe, just waiting. Like, come on, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's badly, man. Yeah. It's like in Friday the 13th part, I think it's part two, where they open the pantry and Crazy Ralph is in there. And it's like, is he just <laughs> hanging out in the pantry all day? <laughs> you really like that scene there. <laughs> It's true uh, though. Yeah. Um, but that but I you know, but it, it again though, it's an 80s slasher. Like I you gotta I kinda uh, have to I toss know. that shit aside. Nope. I do because not. the raft scene though, I really that might be one of my favorite slasher scenes. It's awesome. And it, it does get like it does get a lot of hype. Um if you hear anyone talking about this movie, I that's the scene that they're gonna talk about. But it's just because he had been doing, like, a lot of luring people away. There had been, like, a lot of very private kills. That's how a lot of slashers operated. And then you have this whole group of people out on the water, and he just fucking goes for it. And it's mm -hmm. like, I, I love that scene. Yeah. And I also love the scene where she, where the counselor discovers the raft later on. Oh, like that's, it comes that's good, back, yeah. And it's like, I, the raft was good. I <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That all was some very good content. I, I liked it. Mikey's a hater. And the hating. cinematography also was better in the raft scene than it was <laughs> in like any other scene. Yeah. I knew what was going on at all times. <laughs> okay. It was okay. I also can I do have one scene though. I we talked about my favorite scene. 
we actually talked about my least favorite scene also. I, I want to talk about my second least favorite scene. Why does he kill the prostitute? Yeah, don't know. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't know. I, I kind of understand why he kills, like, the night nurses. Like, because mm -hmm. they were making fun of him or mm -hmm. whatever in his condition. Fine, sure. Uh, but then, like, he just, he goes to the red light district before he goes to the camp, and I don't understand. I have to believe that they added that to sort of up the kill count or to give us uh, another death early in the movie because then we're going to go a stretch without any. That's a thing that they, you know, we, they uh, they did that with, um, uh, I, know, uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, my favorite movie. Yeah, when they, <laughs> uh, when they killed... Um, uh oh what's his fuck from roseanne yeah. yeah yeah he wasn't initially he didn't die there uh that wasn't in the script but when they screened the movie they were like we go too long without killing anybody we need to shoot something and put it in and so that's why his character dies there. it doesn't really make sense with the movie he didn't have anything to do with it <laughs> well okay now that's another thing though i i think that there was a lot of there was time in between that didn't i, I don't think they did a great job of that because that campfire scene Mm -hmm. went on way too long and it was very boring and it didn't i get what they were going for and they didn't achieve it and i, I mean it could have been a lot shorter the payoff of that campfire scene was cool because you know they had the cool mask on and tom mm -hmm. Savini might have did it and looked great and you know that was fun and whatever but Dude, there was a boring See, scene. But no, I enjoyed I liked, the campfire scene. Yeah. I also liked the campfire scene, although it did lead to my biggest, well, one of my biggest questions with the movie, um, because Cropsey is also a very famous urban legend that is different than this killer, and I was confused if they were um, supposed to be the same person and well, or which one came first. <laughs> that is part. That is partly true. Okay. My understanding, and Mikey, it's from your area. It's from that Jersey, New York area. I'm not from Jersey. Um, it's from the like uh, Willowbrook Institute, isn't it? Well, that's that's part of it. And yeah, that documentary okay. covers that part of it. But apparently, this was a legend that used to, that went around campgrounds in upstate New York and New Jersey in those areas, and it was this. Okay. So it's like it's like a different. It's almost like a, a different version of the Cropsey legend. The reason that's how they came up with this. Bob and Harvey Weinstein and um, some other fucking guy whose name I don't know wanted to get into producing uh, movies. And they okay. realized that cheap horror movies were doing really well. So they thought that was their way in. And so they started kicking around different urban legends that they had heard growing up and this was one of them that they had heard growing up at, at campgrounds and that's where they came up with this okay well i i did it it was a little bit disconnecting for me because i knew the other version yes. of the story so i wasn't quite sure if they were connected i did really like about the campfire scene though is that it did have that urban legend kind of a vibe you know and which i i think was one of the stronger elements of the movie <laughs> It was messy. I don't know how well it tied in, but it theoretically to a camp movie, very good. Yeah. Yeah, I like um I I like campfire scenes though. Like yeah. um it's one of the one like the fog. I think of that opening scene in the fog where the guy's telling the story around the campfire or 
Um, even in Friday the 13th, we see that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's one in Madman, actually, a movie that I thought we were going to watch. Hmm. I, I just want to stop real quick and let everybody know that Uber, uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash are a bunch of motherfuckers. What did they do? It can um, be. I, I just ordered some on DoorDash, and um, they give you another option to where if you want, for seven minutes, you can add something from another store. Yep, I've <laughs> and, done that. And they put up in my face 7-Eleven, and on the top is all the fucking ice creams and Ben and mm-hmm. and shit. So they mm-hmm. try and get and there's a Baskin-Robbins, too. They try and get you for dessert, too? Yep, that happened to me a couple Ooh. of weeks ago. I ordered a pizza, and the pizza place I was ordering from uses DoorDash, and then all of a sudden they popped up an ice cream place. I ended up with pizza and ice cream that night. See? <laughs> this, I'm mm-hmm. here. this is why I took DoorDash out of my phone. <laughs> Holy yep. shit. Right yep. in my face like that. Anyway, completely off. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, you, you know, I'm not going to... I'll say I'll say something real quick. It's better than a lot of the you know the Friday the Thirteenth clones and you know like th- this one's better. It's better than that. uh, uh what's the name of it? That Giallo one that we watched. What was Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood. I like this better than Bay of Blood. Well, uh, Bay of Blood's a little different. I mean, it's Bay a Giallo. It's was like a full decade before this, though. Also. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. True. that's true. Yeah, I like Bay of Blood. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, the plot's not great in it, but it's fun. Yeah, it's like, like a real estate dispute or something. I don't know. <laughs> With like a leech killer, I there yeah. was a lot going on in Bay yeah. of Blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good movie. Uh, I think Mikey just doesn't like early eighty slashers. That's, that's not true. No, I oh. think you like Friday the Thirteenth, and that's it. You don't <laughs> like any of the other ones. That's it. I don't like Halloween. You you uh, don't like you don't like this movie you don't like the Prowler I mean, well there are a lot of reasons not to like the Prowler. So yeah, the Prowler was bad. I can't wait to get your opinion on Madman. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, I gave me a blood. I gave me a blood a five point five. That's from the seventies. Yeah, so that's not bad. Halloween also from the seventies. Yeah, but you know, but no, it just do it well. like I said. If it wasn't for the awkward shit and, you know, them putting shit in there and, like, honestly, as a human being, you just want that shit out. Like, in a perfect world, take it out. And you'd have a pretty good movie here. You know, like, I can forgive the, you know, a few of the attempts that I feel didn't go over well with the kills. I can forgive that if I'm not already being aggravated. So you can't piss me off in too many places and expect me to be happy, you Mm. know? I I will say this is a little bit different than like, because I feel, especially the Prowler is a good example where I either kind of like one or I don't. There were some things that I really didn't like about this one, but I'm so impressed with the stuff that I did like, you know? We didn't even talk about the the effects on on dude himself, the killer. They look good. They look great. Yeah. Yeah. Although I almost, I, I don't know. They had just built him up so much. There was a teeny tiny part of me that was like, I kind of wish we hadn't seen him. But then I I also would have wanted that mask to get used in something else had that been the case. Because like, yeah, so I'm glad that we had the look. Apparently the director cut it down. Apparently he was on screen a lot more in the initial cut. And then the director decided to cut it down so we didn't see very much of him throughout the movie. 
which leads to that sort of buildup. And, you know, but I think it still looked good. So the buildup paid off, you know? Yeah. His weapon was stupid, too. He just had fucking, it was probably scissors. And oh, garden I like shears. the weapon. I, yeah, I like garden shears. Yeah, but they, they, they were small-ass garden shears. They were, like, in between scissors and hedge clippers. And he didn't even, there was, like, once or twice he actually used them for what they should be used for. There was only half of, like, it was really just stabs with it. But the fingers, he took the fingers. <laughs> yeah, come on, Mike. But, you know, I don't know. If you have a, a weapon that distinct, I don't know. It, 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 I didn't feel it on this one, guys. I didn't, it didn't right. do it for me. Alright. No, you're wrong. Alright, well, uh, be that as it may. Um, do we have reviews and, and stuff and things? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm excited to talk about the reviews, uh, cause we get to cycle back around to the Friday the 13th thing. Okay. Uh, first though, ratings. Uh, The Burning on Rotten Tomatoes has a 73%. Damn. 60% uh, audience score. Uh, needless to say, it did not fare quite that well over on IMDb, uh, where it has... Oh, where did it go? It Where it has a 6.3 out of 10. So, okay. uh, like, wow. you know, 10% lower than <laughs> the tomato meter. Yeah. Um, and as for the Friday the 13th thing, uh, that is, we, we were going to play a game, but I'll just let you know now, since it's already come up. The the theme of the reviews that I've chosen today are reviews that mention Friday the 13th. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was harder to find a review that did not mention Friday the 13th than one that did. Uh, so I chose a few of my uh, most egregious comparisons for you guys. Um, this one, this first one, uh, two out of ten. Makes Friday the 13th look like Shakespeare. <laughs> wow. The yeah. earliest ripoffs of Friday the 13th and easily one of the worst. It starts at a summer camp where a bunch of kids pull a prank on a sadistic counselor. Something goes wrong and he's badly burnt. Uh, it, and it spends a little while recapping the movie from there. The story is dull, even by 1981 standards. There are continuity lapses galore. Uh, the characters are all one-dimensional, and the sole exception of Brian Becker, the acting sucks. Uh, also, there is the expected pointless nudity, but this goes too far, even for a slasher movie. We get countless full-frontal shots of women who go skinny-dipping and then is forced to stumble through the woods to find her clothes. It might be erotic at first, but it gets very disturbing. <laughs> it does. Which made yeah. me wonder about this guy, because I did not think that it started as, as erotic either. Wow. Um because it was a weird scene. The ending has two characters walking around in the forest evading the killer for 20 solid minutes. Uh, it gets boring very quickly, and it's obvious the actors are continually passing the same areas again and again. There is a nice score, yeah. but it is repeated so often you're tired of it by the end of the movie. I disagree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, this also has a young Jason Alexander with hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I'm glad it's out on beautiful widescreen print uncut for its admirers, though, but I can only give it a two. Wow. Yeah. All right. That, um, that's another thing, real quick. Uh, yeah. I, I have never, in a movie, said... See Jason you know, Alexander with hair? <laughs> no. I have never, in a movie, said, you know, 
that naked woman in the shower wasn't necessary. This is the first time I'm saying like <laughs> that that first shower scene where uh, the little weirdo was you know looking mm-hmm. at her whatever. It 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 went on like if you have that much nudity going forward, why'd you like it was a, a good portion of that scene was just her standing naked in the shower. Yeah, huge continuity errors in that scene, by the way. Yes. The amount of soap that was in her <laughs> yes. hair changed every with every shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it was done badly. Well, very strange and like you could tell it was Weinstein. It's the fucking creepy part. I know that's what makes it creepy, right? Yeah, Otherwise, I'd just be like, yeah, boobs. But that's instead, the, I'm like, oh, fucking Weinstein. That's the first time I noticed it, too. I was like, yeah, this is a Weinstein. Like, I'm a straight male looking at a naked woman, and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Damn supposed it, to be Weinstein. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. Anyway. Has anybody watched that movie um, on Peacock, the She Said? No. By the way? No. Okay. I, I want to check it out. It was on I was, Peacock. Yeah, I've I'm been seeing sure, ads for it. I'm pretty sure it's on Peacock. It looks good. I might watch it if it's if it's there. Hmm. Okay, so our next one, uh, and I'm glad that Mikey has. Uh, I I'm glad that he is ready for this review. Oh, boy. Um, better than Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hold on. Good, Rob. Good. I like the movie, but let's not get fucking carried away here, <laughs> right? Uh, are you preparing a candy bar for this one for I mean, Casey Fifty Two? Here's the thing: you I am constantly surprised at how good <laughs> the original Friday the Thirteenth is. Yeah, I always, whenever I sit down to watch it, I'm like, "All right, well, I'll get through the first one," mm-hmm. and then I get sucked into that movie, and it's a good fucking movie. Yes, it's just an outlier because it doesn't have Jason, right? Hmm. So it's sort of the, this weird thing where I'm always like, "I'll get through this, and then I'll get to Jason," but. It's, it's a really good movie. Yeah. So fuck this person. <laughs> yeah. How many times in film history has it occurred that a ripoff is better than its source material? Well, oh. in horror films, it happens a lot, and The Burning is a fine example. That's the review. Uh, yeah. It it goes on for a while. Again, there's another very long recap of the plot. Um, uh. it but. Yeah, the burning was severely cut by the MPAA and the international censors as well. It has yet to turn up uncut in the U.S. Uh, and is aching for a DVD release by Anchor Bay. I don't know if that's still accurate because uh, it sounds like Rob well, I've has got it a on Screen Blu-ray. Factory release. I think it's been restored. Okay. Oh, see, I and I, I, I was explaining that scene to somebody, the lake scene, because it pissed me off so much. And they, I wonder if it's never been uncut here. They brought up a good point. Maybe there were stuff taken out that made, you know, like it continuity wise make sense. I don't it's know. It's possible. Yeah, there were there were a bunch of scenes where it felt like stuff was missing. That's interesting. Could make it better than Friday the Thirteenth. Well, no, no, it's not. No, no, I didn't say that. It's not. It's not better than Friday. It's. A, I like it. It's a good movie, but it's not better than Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, and I'm glad that Rob's ready for this next one. Uh, a ripoff better than the original. One of the best <laughs> slashers of the 1980s. There is no disguising the fact that The Burning is a ripoff of Friday the 13th, so I won't bother arguing about it. The most important thing is that The Burning has more likable characters and they are killed off in gorier and more flamboyant ways. This makes it uh, one of the few knockoffs I can think of that surpasses the original. 
The thing that really makes it outstanding is with the handful of actors in the cast that went on to bigger and better things, but Tom Savini's realistic and gruesome effects, some of his best work. I don't think you can watch a slasher movie uh, for more than shocks and gore, but this has both in spades, making it one of the very best slasher movies of the 80s. The genre isn't my favorite kind of horror, but I enjoyed the burning a great deal, and the uncut version is worth tracking down for the raft sequence alone. All right. I mean, it's just, it, it's not better than Friday the 13th. Um, I will say the characters, the male characters in The Burning may be more well-rounded than the characters in Friday the 13th, but it's still not a better movie. That's not saying much. The, the characters meant nothing in Friday the 13th. No. And Friday the 13th has the Manfredini score. This has whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> I mean, the score. It, yeah, Friday the 13th is just so much better. I have one more review. Okay. 10 out of 10. Uh-huh. A slasher favorite beats Friday the 13th. In... <laughs> What's wrong with these people? A copycat outing, one of hundreds made in the wake of Friday the 13th, which uses the old plot of horny teenagers get bumped off one by one at a summer camp at its core. However, the burning is not bad. Like you might think. Uh, which, first of all, we're coming into this review. That's a ring endorsement. <laughs> um, the movie is exceptionally atmospheric, using a picturesque setting as its background, and is enhanced by a fine electronic score by Rick Wakeman. In, are these people deaf? <laughs> right, I heard it. Right, it's a bad score. Right, I'm not the only one who thinks that. It 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 wasn't. I it. I don't think it was as bad as you're saying it was. But it, it wasn't pulled good. me out of the movie enough for me to recognize it that it was That's a bad fair. score, That's which fair. is a bad sign. That's fair. I I noticed it too. So yeah. yeah. Secondly, there are a fair amount of suspenseful stock and slash sequences, especially the drawn out finale, which are well done, often with cliched but a pack, but effective POV shots. Thirdly, the special effects by genre maestro Tom Savini are plentiful, top-notch, and painfully realistic. They are something to remember. All right. I don't have any problem with that. I mean... I That, that I mostly threw in for Mikey, because he was not yeah. <laughs> super impressed with the effects. Yeah, well, I thought um, the effects looked good. Well, let's not get carried away now, because we did have... Uh, 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 I forget what movie it was under, but there was a review on whichever IMDb, and they said... <laughs> That guy, some guy, that guy. The, that the, guy, the makeup guy, or something the they call guy, it. Savini. Yeah, so yeah. I'm obviously joking. Yeah. Um, and they also got my least favorite part in that line as well, which was the POV shots. So they yeah. just uh, they they've pretty much made us backtrack on all of these things because obviously they're very intelligent. They know what mm. they're talking about. Um, <laughs> they call. Uh, so I'm. I'm going to skip like all the middle of this. I do want to point out though, that they call Tom Savini, the FX maestro multiple times in this review. <laughs> like, over and over. Yeah. Every time his name comes up, uh, it yeah. is with the word maestro. They so <laughs> they, they like started that or something. Right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. they, they heard that word and they liked it. That's the yeah. Thing. <laughs> Anytime um, someone brings up Tom Savini, they're like, Oh, he's a maestro. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then it ends on a very interesting note, uh, though, after Tom Savini has been appropriately praised as a maestro. 
Uh, despite all of the obvious faults, The Burning is a more efficient slasher film than most. Uh, it delivers the goods, and it has one of the few films made good by gore effects alone. Peter Jackson's Brain Dead is the best example of this. Or maybe I just saw it at an impressionable age. Dot, dot, dot. All and right. we're done. Um, so, uh, really good if you watch it at an impressionable age, right. I guess. <laughs> yep. You gotta catch it at the right age. Kind of undercuts the rest of the review, but, <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Um, did, uh, is that it for the reviews? That's it for the reviews. And seriously, all right. almost all of the good reviews, uh, through Friday the 13th under the bus. I chose three of the good ones. Uh, mm-hmm. There were dozens. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't understand that, but okay. Um, the budget for this film we talked about one and a half million. Uh, the box office in the U.S. and Canada was seven hundred seven thousand seven hundred seventy dollars. Um, however, we'll talk about this in a minute. It did really well overseas. Okay. Um, this is the feature film debut of Jason Alexander, Fisher Stevens, and Holly Hunter. Um, so they they cast some young talent. I, it doesn't show in the performances. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Savini turned down Friday the Thirteenth Part Two to work on this. Bad um, he was not particularly happy with Cropsey's burn makeup because he was only given three days to work on it. So, but I oh. thought that makeup looked fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the problem with it was. Um, we talked about Rick Wakeman being the film's composer. He was offered a percentage of whatever profits the film made, but he turned it down and opted to take just a flat fee instead uh, because he didn't think the film had any chance of being successful. It ended up being the biggest grossing horror movie in Japan. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it did really well overseas. Yeah. Wow. Really well, apparently. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The uh, wardrobe of the film is mostly the actual wardrobe of the cast because they rarely had a costume person on set, which I find hilarious because those clothes were terrible. Yeah. Um. So I liked this a lot. The uh, the uh, climax of the movie is shot in an abandoned copper mine that they just happened to find. Um, oh. They had a cave picked out, and then... Um, well, the first cave they picked out apparently collapsed right after they surveyed it for the film. So then they found another cave, and when they got there, it was full of bats. So they couldn't figure out where to shoot it, and somebody found this copper mine, and so that's why the Indian is shot in a mine. Made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, finally, this film was one of the first movies to land on the UK's Video Nasties list because of the Raft Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's the trivia for The Burning. Um, also, should note, last note of trivia, The Burning, not the same movie as Mad Men. No. I don't think anyone else needed that but you. <laughs> two, two different it's movies. Also, it's very different than Burnt Offerings, which I didn't... Yes. Yes. so i don't know why i got myself all psyched out uh about because i'm it's like we're gonna watch burnt offerings and it's gonna be like a really wild because none of us are gonna agree on that and then like i while i was going to put it on today it's like that's not what we were talking about was it <laughs> i had to like go back to the chat um 
I don't know where that thought came into my mind, but I've been thinking about it uh, since mm. we picked this, and then it was we'll like, we'll have to oh. do burnt offerings soon. Yeah, I guess we have to do burnt yeah. offerings. And Madman. And Madman. Yeah. It'd be fun to rank them. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For what damn reason? <laughs> See which one gets the highest Portnoy. <laughs> do together a box set. All right. <laughs> Rob, uh, you want you got your Portnoy ready for this thing? Uh, yeah, I'm my curious. Rob score is ready. It is not Rob scores. Talk to Kelly. Um, overall, I, I, it's it. Look, it has flaws. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's an early '80s slasher, and all I look for out of an early '80s slasher is a good time. The Burning is a good time. I give it a six point seven. <laughs> okay. That's actually not too far off. I like. I thought we were gonna have a bigger difference, Rob. Pretty far off. I and there's a I, there's a gap in there. But um, I gave burnt offerings. Or burnt. <laughs> fuck. Uh, I gave. I don't know what is going on with my brain. I guess I've got to watch that movie when we're done recording. I gave the burning, which is the movie I watched and we're talking about right now, a six point two. What are you guys doing? I I liked it. It's a good I, movie. It had some Mikey. faults. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it's a good movie. Yeah, well, um, I don't think it's a good movie. Um, I I'm never the one to get on the soapbox and be like, okay, this thing made me kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, this might be the first time ever. Oh well, no, how's the left? Uh, second time ever, and. Yeah, it, it took it took me out of it. Like I said, there were a couple shots, whether it be effects or not, they didn't execute them very well, one way or another. Um, and you know, not even majority, I, I admit, but still, don't do them. You know, I get that's just the way I feel about it. And uh, you know, like little shit, like the scenes cutting and and it being sloppy and uh, the acting not being great. I am forced to give this. I'm bouncing around about a point one difference right now. Uh, I'll give it a three point nine. Oh wow, that's way too low, Mikey. Come I'll, on, I'll give it a three point eight right now. I was thinking <sighs> about three point eight. Unbelievable. I don't feel it was enough to carry it over the edge. Uh, I feel like the characters gave us more than the characters in Friday the Thirteenth did. But as previously stated, I didn't want anything from the characters in Friday the Thirteenth to think them to die and. I got that. So, all right. All right. I mean, I you know, were you uncomfortable because of what was on the screen, or were you uncomfortable because of the Weinstein of it all? Both. I but it, I will the say there was like, oh, <laughs> uh, I because I again I missed it. Uh, when I found that out recording this, there was that temptation to drop my score where it's like, oh, that explains some things in a way I don't like. Right. But yeah. six point two was what I have written at the bottom of the page. It's what I felt watching the movie. So okay, like I I wasn't around in eighty in eighty one whenever this was being made and when it came out, I, that that wasn't in Friday the Thirteenth. You know, like that wasn't in yeah. Sleepaway Camp. That wasn't in mm -hmm. a whole list of things. That wasn't in Cujo. I I don't know. It was it was a little much for no reason. It was a little bit in the Prowler, <laughs> tiny bit. <laughs> A very tiny, like I get times are different, believe me, but yeah. you know, this was just the shower thing alone. Like today, oh my god, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. So that's that. 
I, I said it and I stand by it. Greg enjoys Fair. this movie, by the way. Of course he does. Greg's a, Greg's a smart man. Mm-hmm. man. He has oh. the best opinions on this horror life this week, I'll tell you that. No, stop it. How do you feel about that, guys? Yeah, I came in bringing the truth. No. He agreed with Greg. Cat was excited to agree with Greg. You guys were a mess. <laughs> I was really excited because I called it. I knew that was going to be the one he backed me up on, and we had it in the same place. And well, you guys were wrong about the fucking sadness. That movie sucks. Mm-mm. No, you're wrong. <laughs> and here we are. Big happy family here. <laughs> uh, it can be a happy so- family, and Rob can be wrong. Like both things can oh, be true. Yeah. It- <laughs> that, that's the way it goes. Yes, that's correct. Never uh, happened before, but all right. Follow the show at Slasher Radio on Twitter. Uh, you go to SlasherRadio.com. Check out all of our articles, episodes, interviews. Uh, you can also go to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Slasher Radio. We have a fucking schedule, guys. We do. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I hope uh, someone's keeping track of it. because uh, You know that nothing is going to prevent me from asking you what movie we're supposed to be oh, watching, I'm right? Like, well aware. Yeah, no. yeah. Schedule or no, I'm still gonna. You're still gonna get that message from me going. What are we doing? <laughs> yes, I know. Believe me, I know. Uh, this week we did the burning, and next week we will be doing Cujo. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna get Cujo out there. Um. Then Patreon. Oh, excuse me. Then Patreon pick, and then two weeks of the slashies. Yeah. And then burnt offerings, very possibly. <laughs> yeah, like- uh, might be two episodes next week, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's schedule. And we, we've been talking. I want to get the listeners' opinion. Let's get some long-term uh, uh, feedback here. Okay. It's time we do paranormal activity. All right. And yeah, I, I, again, I, I get vetoed all the time, but yeah. I mean, I want what the listeners because it's been going back and forth. Even they have strong opinions on it. I feel like it's time. All right. We can do it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I you're think not going to be happy with the, the results, but. I, I know I'm not, but I'm pulling for Cat. And you know what? As a sign of good faith, how about this? Maybe after the slashies, because we got Murder Madness coming up too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not long after. Uh, after the slashies, maybe we'll do Paranormal Activity and then a shark movie. Nice. See? When does Amityville Shark House come out? Oh, I don't know. It's the one I want. Do the shark movie next week because I don't think <laughs> push everything back. <laughs> Fuck the schedule we just got. All right, so let's um, what? Oh, I'm a little bit sad. Uh, speaking about murder madness, um, uh-uh. we missed the autumnal Rob Humphrey Cup, uh, Lord which Humphrey I actually <laughs> the autumnal Rob Humphrey Cup. <laughs> uh. And I think maybe I prefer the autumnal one. We're we're going into the what what is the <laughs> vernal Rob Humphrey Cup? I don't, I don't, know. I don't we, know. We shouldn't be calling it a Humphrey Cup period. <laughs> anyway, the point is I like listing movies, I think, more than I like fighting brackets. I, yeah, I we need we need to come list. up with a, a a winter and a summer Lord Humphrey Cup. <laughs> What's going on? The, How did it turn? The solstice cups. Yes. <laughs> We're not doing any of this. I can't find a fucking release date for Amityville Shark House anywhere. Alright, well. It's in post production right now. Did you to just Andy. fart, Rob? Uh, no, I did not I, fart. I thought I heard a fart. 
No, yeah, I would have told you. I know. Yeah, no. Uh, this chair I got is squeaky as fuck though, so it may have been that. Exactly. It's got like I got like this. I I was all excited to get this chair. It's like this faux leather chair, you know. Oh. But yeah. It makes some noises sometimes. <laughs> I have a similar thing going on with mine because like it I got it reupholstered my office chair and now it is just, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, I like it's the really chair. slick. It's, just... it's not as comfy, and it also like is loud. Yeah, I like that's the thing. I like the chair. The chair's comfortable and it's fine, but it does make some noises that sound inappropriate. <laughs> um, and I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. You want to check me out? Uh, Rob, uh, I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three, and you can listen to the other show that I do with Cat. Called this horror life wherever you were listening to slasher radio. Oh, you got this one, man. I was pissed. Reason enough to go check it out. Mikey, have you seen the sadness? I have not seen. It. Do you want to weigh in? <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with Kat. It's terrible, dude. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour v o l e u r. You can check out my website catvelour.com. Uh, check us out next week, guys. We know we're doing Cujo. Uh, yeah. Make sure you watch it. Get ready. And uh, good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast.